and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode, of course, of, well, it's the special edition Xbox Factor podcast, but not for much longer. As it was told, I'm going to be streaming five days a week, uh, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, I am very happy to know that the channel has seen such growth that people are calling for these additional streams. Uh, we went from a you know breakfast with boom to the Xbox Factor podcast to primetime gaming to X Vlog Live, and there is a fifth show now. I'm not ready to announce the name of the fifth show, ladies and gentlemen, because well, there are some things going behind the the scenes that are going on. First of all, Mrs. Boom, who is a genius, came up with it. Uh, both Fuzzy and Web Dave are aware of the name. It is very very cool. It's very, very. Uh, it, it's it's gonna just it's gonna re- it's gonna resonate with what the channel is and does. And once again, big shout out to Mrs. Boom for coming up with it. Uh, ben Kenobi, one of the best artists in the business, is currently designing the thumbnail. Uh, I'm obviously gonna see if he can turn around and do a border like you see the Xbox Factor podcast. And then obviously, I'm gonna have to reach reach out to Diego. Good friend of the community, great friend of this program. See if he can do an intro. So we're going to slowly build up to it, and then we'll make the official announcement when everything is ready to go. But until then, you're going to be getting two Xbox Factor podcast uh, shows each and every week, Monday and Tuesday. And it appears that both Dave and Fuzzy Belvedere are going to be joining me. It's not going to be an eight- or six-man panel. It's going to be just the three of us. It's a 90-minute show. We're in and out. Uh, during your lunchtime and folks uh, we have a lot to get into let's start off with introductions first web dave my brother welcome (laughs) back Uh, you dropped an absolutely outstanding video today an interview with none other than gaz from game on daily what a what a what a great interview and of course rocking the sauce shirt how are you doing and congratulations on that interview thanks man i appreciate that i really do um it was one we worked on for a while and uh boy he he brings the sauce and and he and, certainly and does he, he, <laughs> he wow he gets into it so we'll we'll see we'll see how things uh um you know I, I may actually get a, a few um uh, dms on this one but you know that's okay <laughs> because uh he brings the sauce I just um I just give him the form to do so. There you go. But yeah, no, it was it was a great interview, a lot of fun. And man, I'm really excited about today's show. Oh, we and Fuzzy were talking uh beforehand, you, me, and Fuzzy, and it's like whew, this is gonna be a good show. Yeah, it's gonna be spicy. There's a lot to get into. We're gonna get into what Jez Corden had to say on his interview, uh, on his uh his um article that he posted that basically no one talked about, and it's ve- and it's very interesting his stance on it. We're going to talk about what Phil Spencer had to say that a lot of people are missing. And, of course, we're going to open up with the biggest controversy of the weekend. Wow, GTA 6. I mean, I've heard of leaks. I've heard of uh, of water dripping. But this was a tsunami of what no one expected. And, man, I mean, I, I'm shocked that it got this bad for uh, for Rockstar Games, who has been working on this for a long time. And of course, uh, leaks. I know that we like them sometimes. This was a little too much, even for me. But we'll get into what Rockstar officially stated today, 
and break down exactly what happened. But Dave, it's great to have you here, brother. Um, and we will get to you momentarily. Fuzzy Belvedere, how the heck are you, man? And wow, another week and more incredible news <laughs> to talk about. I mean, holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Oh, it's it's awesome being here with you guys. And man, shout out to the chat that's here with us today. And oh man, GTA six. Ooh, I can't wait to get into that one. And there's just a lot of like side stories and things like that that just fly under the radar. But man, it's it's definitely heating up between now and the VGAs. I I think other than some some major stuff coming up that they may unveil at the VGAs, there's a lot of awesome stuff coming these next couple of weeks. So can't yeah. wait to get into yeah, it. There, there absolutely is. And of course, shout out to the boss mod, Lethal Papa. You know that guy, the guy that walks silently and carries a big band stick. If it wasn't <laughs> for his tireless efforts, uh, we would not have the uh, the place that you co- you can call home. Uh, you come here, you hang out, you have a good time. You don't worry about trolls because they kind of stay away. And that's because of all the tireless work that he does shout out to shooter 2853 with the already outstanding and first super chat of the day of $10. And he says, Hey, boom, Mrs. Boom web, Dave and fuzzy. Hope you people are well and safe. And that goes for you as well. Hopefully you are feeling good. And thank you of course, for not only being here shooter, but showing off the incredible generosity as we close in already at 200 people here. Holy matrimony. Listen, folks, um, Let's get into it. And I got to give a big shout out to Kia Walker of Twitter. Uh, This is a guy that not only is someone that I consider to be a friend, but someone that is an integral part of the community uh, for, you know, not only gaming news, but he's always putting out incredible tweets regarding health stuff. Like a lot of people don't think about their health. Like I was just drinking my my, my protein shake with my apples because I'm boring. But again, once you cross 50, folks, you can't just eat what you want. You got to. You got to take your time with it because, you know, obviously I'm going to be 52 on Sunday. And uh, listen, you know, I I don't know if I'm ever going to have a six pack, but I'm certainly giving it the old college effort. Um, but let's let's break down what happened, Fuzzy. Uh, Dave stepped away for a hot second. We'll get his opinion on this momentarily. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend, uh, there were what, like I said in the opening, a tsunami <laughs> of GTA leaks. Now, normally, when when you get a leak, you get a screenshot. Right. You get two fuzzy. You might get three. But <laughs> holy matrimony. Now, I'm going to say this. I didn't look at everything. Mm-hmm. I saw enough for me to be like, yep, this game is going to be amazing when it comes out. I'm not offended. I know there was a huge undertaking of disappointment about the female lead like folks Mm. if you're a caveman right (laughs) and all you do is walk around as grunt and look at women as just things and not actual people you're doing it all wrong i'm gonna tell you right now females important to the species uh, uh, girl gamers almost about 50 percent of the populace they play games too so the fact that i saw people and again no names here because we don't embarrass we don't do that on this program we're out there complaining about a latina that's going to be the lead character i gotta be honest with you you're kind of going to be barking up a tree and you're going to be there with the rest of your caveman friends and (laughs) you know what can i tell you yes it's it's a latina and and she's the lead and i think that is amazing Mm -hmm. you know even more so my wife's hispanic yay Right. Well, you know, females being represented in gaming. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a lot of uh, supportive posts like 
I don't know. There's been female leads since the NES days when it was revealed that, oh, I don't know, Samus of Metroid fame was a female. Tomb Raider, Mm -hmm. Laura uh, Laura Croft. I mean, she just she she's as old as gaming as as there is. You know, you Mm -hmm. have cameo. I mean, I can go on all the different female leads. Face Mm -hmm. it, guys. Females count. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. You know, whatever. But they really showed a lot. Uh, And they showed, uh, you know, like tech demos of opening doors and going into, you know, closed locations and driving cars. And and I was I I, honestly, folks, as someone that has only been covering gaming professionally as a as a content creator for five years this November, I have never seen anything quite like this. Uh, Fuzzy, before I get into what Rockstar had to say. Mm-hmm. Let's get your opinion on what is being considered literally the biggest leak in gaming history. And this <laughs> comes on the heels of one of the most anticipated games in yeah. gaming history, GTA 6. I, at first, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, this is fake. Because it's got to be the, fake. Yeah. Yeah. The first few clips, it looked like, okay, maybe this is a mod. Because the nightclub one looks similar to the interiors that. There's like a club that's in GTA 5, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is a PC mod. Somebody spent a lot of time putting all the NPCs in there, you know, to kind of get people hyped up about it. I was like, ah, that, that's probably a mod. And I, I figured with the female character, because it almost looks like the um, like the PC mods where you can have kind of women that are more voluptuous <laughs> as far as, you know, the... Um, the characters that you can play for online and stuff. So I was like, yeah, this is, this is a PC mod. So the nightclub one, I kind of blew off and then they were like, Oh no, there's one in a diner. And I'm like, well, this looks like more development stuff. Cause it's like yeah. low poly things. I'm like, I don't know. I'm still thinking this is PC mods. And then it was like the flood. Like after that, I was like, okay, <laughs> well, let me look at the stuff with the debugged and the characters and, and the line code and all that. And I'm like, wait, gtx 1080 and then there was some that were a 2080 super that it was uh rendering in and i'm like hmm maybe this is old code or something like i'm thinking like possibly you know prior to uh dan hauser leaving type of time like like around the time of when rdr2 was being released maybe this was the early iteration stuff and i'm like then there were some clips of uh renders in 30 with 3080 series cards yeah and i'm like oh this is gotta be less than two years old so and and it wasn't like you said it wasn't just like a screenshot here and there it was 90 plus videos it was pictures and and now i mean people have already been able to kind of piecemeal some of the map stuff and that's the big thing with with gta games because it's not they're not always a one-to-one you know real life scale as far as the map but there's like certain key um you know like a uh, attraction points or, or or you know reference points that you've seen in real life in those cities and when i saw like part of the highway i'm like well i've been there because i've had to go to um homestead raceway for one of the uh one of the nascar races and stuff i was like oh wait yeah this is probably legit because i don't think a modder is going to go ahead and render a real highway next to where the racetrack and these other restaurants are so after that i was like oh i was wrong this is not fake this is the real deal and it's kind of unbelievable because we all know how rockstar and take two they're like the tightest lip of ships 
in the industry. Like indeed, nothing yes. ever leaks. And anytime there's a leak, supposedly, like, oh, well, this has got to be the music, or this is probably what uh, one of the lead characters. And it's like, first of all, it's usually fake. And second of all, it's like, even when it is fake, <laughs> you know, you'll have rock star, you know, um, legal teams going out there and, and not necessarily showing up at your doorstep, but, you know, putting that uh, that that heat on your shoulder as far as making sure. Uh, what, what, what were you saying again about Rockstar Games or this this undisclosed game? <laughs> so, oh, here's your your one point three million dollar lawsuit type of deal. So, um, yeah, I, it was like just. Un- unreal like i remember like the the video that went viral with the little kid after the dentist thing like is this real life <laughs> it's like after seeing all that stuff i i kind of questioned like this did this really happen <laughs> did we just see like the early development stuff of gta 6 which you know i gotta admit yes even though it's low detail stuff it's still just knowing how rockstar is once they fully flesh things out it it, it seems like it's going to be an amazing location an amazing setup as far as like some of the uh the locomotion or or some of the animations for the characters when you're reloading or or taking aim from like crouched position or in cover and things like that and some of the movement stuff that they've improved on it was really interesting to see but man on the back side of things it sucks for the devs it sucks for them and i yes i understand some people are already mad that it's been what seven years since the last gta but still it still sucks that that all of that stuff got you know exposed early in early development and uh man I, I i just don't know i'm i'm you know i'll, I'll let you go into the rock star statement late or after this but man it was unbelievable and i'm i'm still kind of not really in shock but kind of in shock i guess you could say yeah i mean okay so real quick before we get dave in uh, i got a uh, shout out another super chat that came in so thank you so much for putting that in and if you guys are and guys and gals are wondering what i'm or what you're seeing on the screen this is the wulong demo uh as you would expect from a team ninja game it is difficult. Uh, you're going to see I die quite a bit, but it does have an Elden Ring-esque understanding and gameplay element to it. Uh, it is going to be, I, I got news for you. This is going to be one of those games that we're talking game of the year 2023. And now I get there is a ton of stuff coming, but this game is phenomenal. They, they There is a way to actually beat the demo uh, you'll see in the second clip uh, that I that I got to the last boss. I beat him once, and then, well, <laughs> I didn't beat him again. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, uh, but this is I'm I'm absolutely loving it. I got a chance to uh, uh, you know uh, clock in it over over two hours. Uh, I got almost two hours worth of gameplay footage, which you're going to see here. Uh, but let me get to the super chat that popped in here, and it, and it's a good one, of course, from someone that is uh always here and always uh um you know you know here you know for the shows jacob novick who's not only a new channel member he drops an outstanding ten dollar super chat he says this folks the gta 6 hacker leaker and source code stealer is now known check this out folks thanks jacob it's a 16 year old kid from lansford uk he has been arrested before. He has he has hacked Microsoft, Ubisoft, and some mobile companies, just to name a few. <laughs> a 16-year-old kid. 
Wow. Uh, Somebody needs fact, to hire that kid. Yeah, as the fact that he's been collared, uh, that is not shocking. But the fact yeah. that he is out there and, well, you know, there's that. Uh, Dave, before I get into what Rockstar had to say, and there are a lot of people in here, don't spoil it, boom. I don't want to know. Listen, we're not going to get into specifics because, nope. well, I, 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 like I said, I only look at it to – a certain uh, degree, I don't retweet anything. I don't favor anything in fear of a DMCA, which you saw what happened to Idle Sloth. They closed his account. Uh, but Dave, what do you think about this? Yeah, well, I, you know, I think it's um, it is a you know really big deal that it that it happened, and, and this kid is in so much trouble. What a dork! But um, but yeah, you know, the, the thing that um, that I guess. A lot of people are pointing out is that they, you know, the character models and stuff like that, at least with the main protagonist, is that like she's not like overly sexed sized, you know what I mean? As far as like, like, you know, huge boobs and cleavage and all that, you know, which that's fine. That's, you know, that's not why I play games. So, but, you know, I know there are people out there that are like, you know, oh man, you shouldn't try and hamper the style or the, but it, I don't think they are. I mean, they're keeping it, keeping it more real. And another thing about the about the game that's um, that a lot of people are kind of, I guess, well, upset about is that is that um, they're gonna uh, they're wording it is they are not tampering the humor, but they are trying to keep the humor to where it's uh, you know in the past you know some of the some of the um, community you know, would call out some of the GTA humor because it was pretty, um, you know, pointed as far as certain, you know, members of the community, um, you know, for whatever reason, whether, you know, be your um, religion or your race or your, um, you know, beliefs or your uh, likes as far as that goes, you know. And, and that's the kind of thing that they were, you know, some people are like, you know, well, is this really going to be as good if they if they tampen that down? I think it will be. I think it definitely has the potential. I mean, good graphics and good story, and you know, you know, are really what what really bring the the GTA, um, you know, to life and is why it's continued to be such a strong sales to this day. Yes, it does have some uh, some what I would say rough humor for some. I mean, to me, it's it's comedy's comedy, and that's just a that's just the way it is. But you know, I understand if somebody gets offended or upset with certain parts of it. But um, but as far as the you know the leak of this goes, I mean, it shows that they are you know focused on a good story. I mean, it's a lot of footage that he that he brought out. I mean, a lot, and that you know that he was even <laughs> this kid was even. You know, saying, you know, if you don't want me to release the source code and other codes, you know, you're going to have to pay me five figures. I mean, when they, I, I mean they, does he not know they're going to trace it trace back to him? And even then, if they if they made a payment or put money toward that account, how is he going to get it out without, you know, to retrieve that without them being able to just zero right in on him? I mean, it's just. It's it, it's it's there's there's a lot here. The fact that a yep. 16 year old kid has that kind of knowledge, the fact that he's been collared before, um, 
It's it, I'll put it this way. It's not going to end well for him. Uh, now, I say that in, in, to say that I'm sure his skill set is ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm sure that he is going to be hired potentially by the government yep. uh, to, you know, to, to do what he does against other countries or to protect the country from anyone with these kind of skill sets always they do get in trouble but they but they are then offered positions you know which i don't really agree with but you know if the, if you can get someone that has this kind of skill set maybe you don't want to make them your enemy i, I don't know I, again <laughs> this is at the end of the day this is this is bad on a multitude of levels folks uh number 1 the developers that have been working on this now have their work thrown away onto the internet for the price of free and everyone is judging right we've seen a lot of posts oh this looks like garbage rubbish i can't believe we waited a decade for this this looks worse than gta 5 folks Mm -hmm. this is unpolished unfinished dev work that was Mm -hmm. put out there this is not the official release this is not what the game is going to look like i'm sure when it's done it is going to be as impressive as you would expect it to be uh, it is a shame that this happened. It does make you wonder where the failure was on Rockstar Securities. You understand what I'm saying? Like for yeah. for this amount of footage to get away uh, and put out there without anyone knowing, it is quite shocking. I mean, this is on uh, the magnitude of of of, of info that that has been put out there and potentially can continue to be put out there is on a scale i've never seen it before and and i've been gaming for 45 plus years yes only five years in the business of content creation but i've never heard of anything quite like this but i want to get to the uh the statement that comes the way of rockstar games team this is the official uh uh press release that was released this morning uh, they had to stop the the bleeding because stocks started to slip because there were some indications that because of the source code leak, the game was going to be delayed for years on end. And obviously, that would have hurt 2K and Rockstar proper. But this is what they had to say, folks. A message from Rockstar Games. We recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems, including early development footage of the next Grand Theft Auto. At this time, we do not anticipate any disruption to our live game service nor any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects. We are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with all of you in this way. Our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned, and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceed your expectations. We will update everyone again soon, and of course, we'll properly introduce you to this next game when it is ready we want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation signed the rockstar games team and shout out once again to kia walker who dropped that into the dm and i want to say a big thank you for that 
Um, look, at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, this is as bad as any development team could want. I don't, I don't necessarily think it could have gotten any worse. This is by far the biggest leak I've ever personally seen happen in gaming. It is absolutely disgusting, and it is a shame that this occurred. Again, I feel really, really bad for the development team. This is not how you want your game presented, because obviously it's in development, so it doesn't look that great. Uh, There were some shots that looked phenomenal, but for the most part, it looked like what you would be designing when you're making the game. This is far from any polished state whatsoever. So take it for what it is worth. Uh, and, uh, like I said, if you, if you, it's, if you, if you don't want to know, we're, we're not going to ruin it for you. We're not going to talk about specific leaks. We already knew that the lead character in fact was going to be a female Latina, which is great. Uh, it is going to be an, a Bonnie and Clyde esque kind of a story, which we already knew. Uh, but other than that, you're not going to get any other details here on this program because I'm not a big fan of leaks. Uh, and I'm certainly not going to support them in any way. I just wanted to make a, you know, talk about it to open the show because it is breaking news, specifically with what the uh, Rockstar Games themselves had to say regarding the leak. But I do want to move on to one of the big topics. But before I do, folks, I got to catch up on Super Chats, and there's been quite a few of them. We also have uh, one from a good friend of the program, Michelle Alexandria, drops a five-dollar super chat. A five-dollar super chat and says, "Pair character." Cheerfully blowing a party horn. That is I, the that is the image, is what she said. That was oh, the description yeah, yeah. of the image. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Now, now I get it. I, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's awesome. Some things just don't copyright. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so <laughs> we also have another super chat come the way of good friend of the program, Sith Lord, who drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat and says, "Hey, boom." Excited to be uh, excited about the new show. Can't wait as far. Uh, I can't wait. Well, thank you so much for that. As far as GTA 6, I'm not looking at any of the leaks. I can't wait till the game is out. Uh, I know that the game will be a masterpiece when it's released by Rockstar. And yeah, and, and, and at the end of the day, it will. Uh, regardless of whatever your feelings are in uh, Rockstar games, I think the only thing we can all take away is they do take a long time. But when they release, folks, they are really really well done uh so i want to bring up a conversation that i find uh a lot of people are not talking about and uh that is friend of this program co-host to the xbox 2 podcast with randall 19 jez corden wrote an incredible article that i will have for you in the show notes if you decide you want to read it for yourself And one of his major points, uh, obviously, is talking about PlayStation specifically and what they had to say regarding the CMA's announcement. They're going to give the ABK deal a second look. And uh, he wrote specifically this. PlayStation is using bad faith arguments to try and manipulate regulators. And I don't think I've seen any pieces of written material that better state this fact. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of journalists doing a lot of work behind the scenes, but specifically Jez Corden and Windows Central 
have not only been on top of this, this particular statement rings so true that we're going to we're going to have a conversation. Now, why is Jez Corden talking about this? Well, here is what sparked this controversy. And I read it on a multitude of shows last week. But in order to put this into perspective to maybe somebody who missed it, I'm going to read it again. So everyone is well informed. And uh, this statement that I'm about to read, folks, comes the way of a spokesperson, a.k.a. Jim Ryan of SIE. uh, And they say this, by giving Microsoft control of Activision games like Call of Duty, this deal will have major negative implications for gamers and the future of the gaming industry. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality gaming experience, and we appreciate the CMA's focus on protecting gamers. Now, folks, I'm no rocket scientist. I don't have 18 degrees on the wall you can see behind me. I don't have a bunch of documents that says I'm the smartest guy in the room, and that's okay. But I can, I can, when I smell bullshit, pardon my French, well, it's BS. And that's exactly what I read right there. Because what's intriguing about this official statement from SIE is they talk about gamers and why that is not only a farce, it is hilarious to read that they actually believe the BS that they're trying to sell. Because if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not going to go on to the list, or I'm just going to mention one, one, one game. Has anyone on Xbox played Final Fantasy VII that's not on a PC or on or your PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4? The answer is, well, real quick, the answer is no. And that's because we have learned that Sony had paid to keep that exclusive, just like they continue to pay for blocking rights to keep games out of Xbox Game Pass. Uh, And again, I'm not a boob. I understand business 101. You know, you want to stay ahead of your competitor. You want to offer games that, you know, know, that you can only find on said system. So it makes you go over to that ecosystem and become a customer. I, I completely understand that. Where I have a problem here, folks, and like I've said numerous times, Sony has done almost everything to not only be anti-consumer, but anti-competitive in almost everything they do, which is why I find this to be hilarious. So I want to read you a couple of excerpts from what Jez Corden wrote in his article. And of course, again, I will have this so you can read it uh, once the show goes vi- uh, vid- you know, video on demand. You can see it in the section of the, all the listings of who was guesting on the show. I have a, I have a new section where it says articles uh, used for podcasts. You'll be able to find it right there. Here's what Jess Corden had to say in the article written for WindowsCentral.com. Obviously, gamers in this context, refers only to PlayStation users. Yet the cynical and emotional framing here seems to imply that not only their users matter and that their gamers on and that the gamers on Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and PC aren't relevant in the debate somehow. But I digress. Either way, Sony's arguments 
are, are vague here. And in previous comments, they seem to imply that Microsoft would limit or remove access of, to Call of Duty from PlayStation platforms. Microsoft has supported Minecraft on PlayStation to the same extent and degree as it has supported Minecraft on Xbox and Windows. Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online get updates and expansion parity day one on PlayStation as well. It's Sony who has become notorious for removing content from the Xbox versions on multi-platform games. It's Sony who has led the jacking up of console games to $70 and even more in other territories. And it's Sony who's arbitrarily slapped the price hike on the PlayStation console outside of the U.S. recently. So who exactly is harming gamers here? Then he continues, but I digress. This is a business, and Sony is merely protecting its interest, but to suggest it that its interests are somehow to the benefit of the gaming industry and gamers goes beyond bad faith, and it's a simple lie. And I got goosebumps, folks, talking about that. I don't think I could have said it any better than Jez Corden of Windows Central I got to give him a huge shout out. My God, I again, that was not only so professionally written, it does in three paragraphs break down Sony's entire ecosystem, every way that they have conducted themselves since the it's going back multiple generations. Dave, let's bring you into the conversation here. Yep. Okay, again, we're not we're not treading on ground that we haven't talked about before, but many people, Dave, are not talking about this article, and I think more people should be because we do have several people in this community uh, that have uh, not only defended Microsoft, I mean uh, Sony's bad behavior, but simply have now made Microsoft to be the bad guy because they are in a position monetarily to make an acquisition as large as ABK, which is expected, if you listen to Hogue Law, again, friend of this program, to go through. What are your thoughts specifically on how Jez framed this article? Jez absolutely nailed the hypocrisy and spelled it out step by step by step. Everything that, that they egregiously um, you know, and, and he pointed out that, you know, it is a business and they are doing things, you know, that are, you know, business related, something you want to do to protect. But, um, to say that it's, it's not good for them, but it's good for somebody else, you know, or actually just the opposite of that, that it's, that it's not good for them, but it's, you know, or it's good for them, but not good for somebody else. doesn't make any sense at all. You know, I mean, does Microsoft have uh, some exclusives and some more coming? Of course. <clears throat> but that's that's the there's a difference, you know, when there's a, a time exclusive that you keep ratcheting up, you know, and that they make it. Sony makes it sound like that they don't do any of this, that they're, you know, this is strictly so or Microsoft that is that is doing it. And Microsoft is is, you know, taking it away from, you know, the gamers. Well. No, taking it away from maybe Sony gamers that are play exclusively on Sony. And, but they still, and Microsoft gives you so many other opportunities to play 
obviously with the PC and the online and the mobile and the streaming and console, you know, so many different ways and eventually TV, you know, where you'll be able to play these games and most of them through game pass that it's just, you know, it's, it's pure hypocrisy. And he was so articulate in bringing out the points of this, you know, this article, uh, in the article, I should say that, uh, that they just don't, uh, they don't, Sony is sounding so desperate. They're sounding more and more. And, 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 and that's probably tactical, you know, thinking that if they don't come across this way, that, um, it's their only chance to try and slow things down or stop it. It's not going to get stopped by this because once all the information is put out in front of the people that are looking at it, they're going to be like, Oh, Oh, okay. Well, I see that now I can see clearly what Sony is doing and what Microsoft is doing. And especially when they're talking about the numbers, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, when they're the third in the overall gaming sales, um, and to, and to make it sound like that, you know, that make it sound like Sony's in the last place. Well, that's just not true. Simply not true. And, um, and that, you know, that's why he's got his nickname line, line, Jim dance, move Jim's he's the dancing clown. His he's name was getting wise. longer by the day there. Uh, <laughs> it, I, Cause it went, it went from just, you know, uh, you know, lion Ryan. Now it's lion Ryan. It was lion crying dance moves. Jim Ryan. It, it, by the time, <laughs> by the time we're done with the show, it's going to be as long as uh, the, the foyer over here. For all we know, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to outbeat, uh, the good old Phil, Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer. Uh, and of course that's, that's the name of, uh, King David strong name. Oh, yeah. Jim's not so much, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, great, great points as always. Again, uh, I think, and we've heard many, many podcasts talk about this before, uh, at least the ones that are using logic with what's happening. Once this actually gets in front of regulators who are going to be educated to what Sony has been doing, I got news for you. I think Sony's going to be in a bit of trouble uh, simply because, well, they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to be these these regulators are going to be educated. And I'm sure Brad Smith and all of the attorneys that are going to that have been assigned this gigantic, ginormous case uh, with uh, the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Uh, they're going to see what Sony has been up to. And, and, and they have not played nice at all. They have gone out of their way to hold content from gamers for. Like I said, this 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 doesn't this we're not just talking about the PlayStation Five days, ladies and gentlemen. This goes all the way back to the end of the PlayStation Three era. So for almost three generations of consoles, Sony has done what they are currently doing now. And again, you you know this all starts with becoming the the, the market leader. When you're the market leader, you can demand things from others where Microsoft couldn't. This is why we saw so many second and third party deals come the way of Sony because they are the market leader. They have more consoles, literally double the consoles sold. So obviously if you are a a publisher, if you are an indie developer, if you are a small second party studio, where are you going to put your wares? Right. And is Microsoft going to have to pay extra to get those wares 
because they're no, they're not the market leader, probably. So maybe Microsoft looks at some of these things and say, "Listen, we can't afford to pay these these big exuberant prices when we're not, you know, Sony's getting one 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 payment plan and we're getting another one, and ours are doubled. So we're not going to bring that game over because it's going to cost us more. And maybe we, you know, at that time they didn't have Game Pass. Now, from what we understand, and I've talked to several developers, there's an actual waiting list." to get into, of course, Game Pass, because it's very successful. But before I bring in Fuzzy, I got to catch him with some of the Super Chats. been quite a few of them. And I want to thank uh, Top Sh- uh, Shada, uh, who drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says this, Sony is concerned about Call of Duty not having an annual release anymore under Microsoft, which would affect their bottom line. There is five studios detect... Uh, um, the uh, oh, dedicated to Call of Duty. Yeah, actually, it's more than that. Uh, it's, I, I think there's like eight. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, listen, I, I tell you one thing, uh, Top. What I can't wait for as a gamer who has enjoyed games from Toys for Bob and Raven Studios and everyone else that's not in the salt mines, as uh, Keosante likes to say, of Call of Duty. It's going to be great to see them actually make games that are not Call of Duty. Uh, like I've, I've constantly talked about and, 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 and blew up the spot Singularity on the 360, which was a Raven Studios game. That game is absolutely a freaking amazing. And I can guarantee a lot of people didn't play it. But let me continue. Brett Bingham, good friend of the program, <laughs> drops a $2 super chat and says, Sony is becoming a cult. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, they've been they've been a, a cult for quite some time. Uh, some of their zealots, as I like to call them, are redonkulous in their uh, their ideology on Sony having to be the only one. But it's not even so much having an opinion. It's it's this pile on the rabbit mentality that you see on social media with a lot. And again, I'm not throwing everybody under the bus. You can't say all Sony fans are bad fans because. I know plenty of Sony fans that are great, uh, not only gamers, but great community members. So we can't say every. You never, never say that because you don't want to put everybody under an umbrella. But there are certainly a, a, a subset of, of Sony uh, 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 apologists, if you will, that make no that make no that, that make no qualms of saying that it should be only Sony. And, and I get it. If you're a fan, that's how you're going to be. That's fine. What can I tell you? Uh, Jacob Novick drops an additional, wow, $10 Super Chat and says, Jeff said that Xbox planned uh, for 2023. Oh, boy. Hold on a second. You know what, Fuzzy? Talk about what we were just mentioning while I go and get this. Uh, as, as far as when it comes to uh, with uh, uh, Call of Duty and everything, I, I, I think the, the big thing now with Phil's interviews and, and all that's going on is that you wind up having – uh, Sony making these bad faith arguments in the sense that they're they're trying to get anybody's ear that they can with the regulators, but yet Phil is clearly pointing out that that they, there was no intent of pulling this from you know PlayStation. And yes, I know some people are reading that that three year extension as like oh it's only going to be three years after the deal ends. You, you can't do an, an indefinite or uh, 
in perpetuity type of arrangement for having something on someone else's platform because things can obviously change. I mean, if Sony is to be acquired by Amazon down the road, you'd want them to come back to the negotiation table as opposed to keeping an ongoing agreement. Or if, let's say, for example, Call of Duty falls off the face of the map as far as being the go-to first-person shooter game. I I don't think that's going to be the case, but let's say if it does, you don't want to have to be obligated for the rest of you know infinity to have something that's going to be produced on on an, another platform even if it's not in your best business interest so it i i i truly appreciate uh jess corden's um you know article as far as going over each one of those points on uh phil's interview and and things that He's he's reiterating as well as, you know, throwing a few jabs here and there as far as the the, the competitiveness. He wants to remain competitive and, and it is a competitive space. I mean, you have Tencent that is still acquiring, yes. you know, studio after studio. You have even Sony acquiring studio after studio. Well, they've acquired they've acquired, folks, eight studios in the last 18 months. And one of which was for three point nine one billion dollars mm-hmm. in Bungie. I mean, I, I think people seem to forget get that this is only a microsoft thing that's not in fact the truth at all and and, and the awesome thing with what sony is doing now is they they kind of see the writing on the wall hence you know the crying line jim dance moves ryan out here you know trying to pull everybody's ear to say listen to me they're they're killing us over here but uh it, they're trying to prepare for what eventually is going to be a a loss of you know, recurring uh, revenue. Like it's, it's not that they're not going to ever sell another game of call of duty on their platform, but when you're the marketing or you have the, the marketing agreement, as far as for that, you're the one that's going to be on all the posters in the stores. Yes, you're the one that that's on all the YouTube commercials or ads that are playing. You're, you're the one that's on the billboards and the, and the side of the bus or the train or whatnot. So people are automatically going to associate that game with your brand. If you no longer have that, people are, that are in your ecosystem are still going to probably purchase the game. I mean, there there will be some that are going to look at, hey, I have both platforms, and this platform over here has it in the subscription service that I'm already subscribed to. So why would I spend the 70 when I have it already included here? Or there might be people that jump ship to do so. But that's not going to be everybody. And, right. and they're still going to sell a good number of, of those. But if it goes from being that they're selling let's say 8 million copies is the average that they've been doing i don't i don't think they get that big of a uh, a split as far as the sales but let, let's say they were selling 8 million copies if it happens to drop the 6 million or even 4 million copies that's enough of a hit in the long term of things because then that might be less people spending the microtransaction money or the the updated seasons money or the the cosmetics money and things like that on the game in your 30% cut from that uh of that 4 million sale or 8 million sale is is going to be a smaller piece of the pie so they they're they're strategizing that with that loss we need somebody like Bungie to kind of you know, show our other studios how to have a live service game where yep. you can continue to push seasons and micro Well, not really the microtransactions, but like the the cosmetic stuff, the the alternate spend program stuff that you you know, if you get the game included in your subscription or or like with Destiny being free to play, 
you know, spending $60 on a season that last year, you know, four months and you go through that and you get some, you know, special, um, you know, legendary items and some cosmetic stuff or a new, a new ghost and things like that. If they can teach the other studios how to do those similar things to their current games or even new IPs, that mm-hmm. would be a win for them because now they can kind of, you know, counter that loss of income from Call of Duty. But in, in the grand scheme of things, they're they're still competing. And, and Microsoft is trying their best to compete in this space where they've been in third place for the longest time. And now they have a, a, an approach that is... It's, it's not the same approach that they've taken before where, you know, selling 100 million consoles is a hard thing to do. And it's even hard for Sony to continue to do, uh, just considering how consoles aren't as popular worldwide as they once were. Um, but, you know, Microsoft going with like this this new subscription model and having that that uh, attraction of the um you know, marketing agreement for or owning that IP and in, in the marketing to go along with that. I think that's the big thing that that they're trying to show. And that, that um, Jezza pointed out that it's it's not that they're scared of losing Call of Duty. It's just they're lo- uh, scared of losing some of the revenue and some of that, you know, association with the brand. But that's that was some of the, the big things that I was able to take away from, you know, the article on Windows Central, which was an awesome article. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, but listen, real quick, let me continue with Jacob Novick. He drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, uh, Jeff said that uh, Xbox plan for 2023 is going to be fire. This is shared on Twitter, but for some reason, YouTube d- uh, doesn't allow me to write the name of him who shared uh, that here, but recommend to watch. Uh, you may be shocked. Yeah, I, th- th- their, their 2023 is going to be ridiculous. Uh, he J- J- Jacob uh, drops an additional five and 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 two dollars super chat. In the first one, he says uh, um, Jeff shared the game's Xbox planned on Twitter and no boom. I want to donate this uh, typo because of oh your birth. Well, thank you. Yeah, my birthday is uh, going to be Sunday, but we are doing um, Friday mornings. Breakfast with Boom is going to be giving away. Mrs. Boom and I are giving away uh, my birthday. You get to guess five hundred dollars worth of gifts that's right digital gifts eight fifty dollar gift cards to well wherever you want them to nintendo we shop playstation network or xbox live and and again uh if you don't have if you're not in this country and you win you gotta let me know immediately because i can't buy you the cards here i will send you the uh the the, uh, the amount of what you won through paypal so if you don't have a PayPal account, you're going to have to make it up because that is how we do it because PayPal is safer. Mrs. Boom and I, we, we're protected and we you know we have the two, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, when, when we send money, we have to, they, we, they have to notify us twice. We have the two tier system, so we're protected. So uh, if you win and you're outside of the country, don't sweat it. We're going to get you your money, but it has to be through PayPal. And if you're in the United States and you win, you let me know. Uh, where, where you want the $50 gift card to, and I will get you the code, and we can either do it through DM or email. We'll, but, but if you win, we'll work it out. Uh, and if, he drops another $2 super chat. And thank you for the generosity, and thank you for the birthday wishes early. He says, uh, birthday soon, and again, happy birthday, boom. And thank you so much for that. It's very kind of you, Jacob. Uh, gamer by Choice, who's been a, wow, a member for two years. Wow, dude, thank you so much for that. He drops a $5 super chat and says, Sony may not be 
wanting Microsoft owning Call of Duty because every game that they sell goes to Microsoft and Game Pass, and they do not want Microsoft using money to grow Game Pass. Well, I mean, that's, you know, in the words of the late, great uh, Richard Pryor, tough titty, Sony. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's just the way it works, and uh, it's business. And uh, I think that not only does this deal go through, but I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with it. I don't see any decrees coming the way of Microsoft because what what Sony is looking for, um, folks, is they want a lifetime deal. And that's never going to happen in business. There's no such thing. Businesses do not work like that. Mm-hmm. But more so, and I've heard this through several people talk about it, uh, they want uh, it uh, Call of Duty not to be on Xbox Game Pass. And, and I say to yourself, if you, if you are one of these people or you're Jim Ryan, you are even suggesting this, you are a madman. Because how do you tell the company spending $70 billion uh, where they can put their property. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last time I checked, Spider-Man still mm. an exclusive character to Sony. Mm, uh, the last strange. time I checked, uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy 16, 17, uh, 18, 22, and 42 are probably <laughs> all going to be on Sony. Um, so until you start allowing those games to find life day and date in perpetuity uh, on Xbox, you're not going to see... Uh, Call of Duty uh, on your service unless you're willing to drop the bag to Microsoft. Uh, You're not getting it for free. You're not owed anything. Uh, And you know what? Being market leader isn't a right. You have to do better for your customers. And uh, specifically, talking about their customers, this Thursday, folks, and you've seen the thumbnail. It's very, very cheeky. Um, I'm going to be sitting down with Gaz from Game On Daily for over an hour to talk about what Sony has done uh, and what he thinks of their customers, uh, how they've treated customers and a bunch of other topics. That's Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the new episode of X Vlog Live. We also have uh, two more Super Chats that came in. I I missed the one from Jordan TJ, I think. Yeah, there's one way up there. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Jordan TJ, thank you so much for not only being here, brother, but thank you for the generosity. He says, morning, guys. I hope GTA 6, uh, I, ho- I, I hope in GTA 6 we can go from city to city. Yeah, that would be kind of dope. I, yeah. I hope that actually does happen. Uh, we also have another one from Drawn TJ who says this after dropping a $2 Super Chat. says, Microsoft needs to buy Square Enix to be petty. <laughs> I had that conversation this morning with Everborn Saga, and he thinks that, yes, they should do that. I disagree. I don't think Square brings anything to the table, but that's just me. Uh, Sir X-Man drops a $2 super chat and says, can I come in? I'm interested in some topics. Yeah, Listen, dude, we will definitely get you on a show this week for sure. This is, again, this is just a smaller show. It's only meant to be 70, 80 minutes. Um, it's, it, again, it's, it's a bite-sized show because, you know, the other ones are two hours, but we definitely would get you on for sure. Um I want to talk about the third topic, and I bring this up because this is worthy of a conversation. Um, I think that there is a lot to be said about um, about what Phil Spencer had to say specifically in his interview with CNBC. That a lot it went over a lot of people's heads, folks. Um, let me see. Hey, John T. I mean, John T. J. Uh, Web Dave. Do you remember when we went to this topic? When we do you remember what time it was when we switched from topic one to two? 
do you recall? No. I think it was thirty. I think it was like thirty-eight something. All right, but listen, anyone in the chat, if you if you remembered when we moved to top from topic one regarding GTA to topic two, uh, I just need it because I just my mind's in a thousand places. Uh, just throw that into the chat, and I would definitely give you uh, a shout out for that because I usually am really good when it comes to the sh- uh, to the timestamps, and for some reason, I just I just missed it. But listen, let's get into. The second topic. Now, folks, why I wanted to talk about this is because I sat down and I watched the interview multiple times. And I only watched it in pieces and I dissected everything. But why it's important is the way it was framed by Phil Spencer. And I want to read these articles. I want to read what he had to say. And I'm going to highlight specifically what he says that's important to this conversation more so important to the CMA. And this is what he had to say. He says, this is such a a competitive market, which I have highlighted. And that's going to be the key here, folks. I don't think we get the press pause on anything. Tencent is the largest gaming company on the planet today, and they continue to heavily invest in gaming content and game creators. Sony is a larger business than we are in gaming today, and they continue to invest. When you look at the investments that we're that we've made, check this out, folks. It's a highly, highly competitive market. We strive to be a we strive to be a major player here. We want to deliver great content for our players, and we're going to remain active, whether that's investing in our internal teams that are already building great games that people know and love, whether it's building new partnerships. One of the things I love about coming to Tokyo is the the developers that I get to meet with, the new partnerships we get to have with people like Kojima Productions and going to talk with some of our existing publishing partners and independent creators about games that we want to build. And if it turns into an acquisition, M&A work, we're active there too. So the work for us never ends. It's a competitive market, i.e. competitive again. And I want to make sure Xbox is at the forefront of innovation and competition. Now, this, these particular highlighted parts is something that no one is talking about. And I think Phil is specifically talking about it because it's relevant to the claims that poor old Sony is going to be left holding the bag and they're not going to have any games on their console. And uh, poor old market leader Sony is going to actually have to fight to remain in first place, which they're going to lose, folks. Maybe not initially, but I am telling you, once Call of Duty is in Xbox Game Pass, which is going to be in 2024, like I think, believe 2024 is the last year of the marketing rights. Now, while Sony has this contract in place that Microsoft is going to honor, it, I don't think you can have it in Xbox Game Pass because of the contract. And if in fact that's the case, I understand business. But once that contract expires, well, then you're going to see a market share change unlike anything we've ever seen. And it's going to be day and night because there is going to become a point 
where you're going to be around the water cooler or your kids are going to be in the schoolyard hanging out with their buddies and they're going to say to their buddy, did you get the new get? Did you get the new Call of Duty? I just downloaded it for free. They're like free. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, this Game Pass thing. And then that's that's going to be the turn, ladies and gentlemen. And at that point, like I said, Microsoft could have been real s bags if they wanted to and just bought out the contract and started immediately, but they didn't. Right? They're being the good guy. They're they're being the gracious host. They're allowing them to have the 2024. And they're saying, well, we'll give you an extra three years. Now, those three years do not include market share. Uh, you know, uh, they're not going to be uh, having marketing rights. Microsoft, that's going to revert back to Microsoft. They're going to allow the game to exist on their platform. But I, th- I think there's going to come a point where a conversation is going to be had, 76 43 on the left, as low as $5 a month for Xbox Game Pass. I don't know what, what what do you what do you guys and gals think? Where, where you where you playing Call of Duty? I'm just saying, <laughs> right? Easy, uh, Fuzzy. I want to go to you first on this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that this these statements are calculated. I yeah. think that there is a lot to be said about the word that he, the wording that he specifically used about competition within the industry. Now, again, I don't think that you have to be a podcaster. I don't think you have to be an analyst. I don't have to think I don't think you have to be someone that's in stocks and bonds to understand that this market, as we're talking about, not the Call of Duty market, the gaming space is not only extremely competitive, there are people coming into this space left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Every other week you're hearing about new studio by former this, right? And they're looking to make the next. Halo killer, Call of Duty killer, the next story-driven title like uh, from Amy Hennig, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a big studio, but she's new into the space, right? Yeah. We've heard so many other smaller devs come in, and they're making new content for these consoles. So to suggest that it's all about Call of Duty, it's not only underhanded, but it's a straight-up lie. I want to get your opinion on this. What do you personally think about the way these statements were framed by Phil Spencer, head of Microsoft Gaming? Well, I think he was definitely uh, prepared or coached, I guess, to some extent by Brad uh, Smith. But he's he's a smart man and he's always been prepared for these interviews. But I, I think they wanted to hone in the language so that way any of the regulators that catch wind of this story or anybody that's going to be involved in the evaluation process or information gathering process outside of, you know, Microsoft's walls that are part of the regulatory bodies, this was framed for them as well as the general audience, whether it's, you know, the, uh, gaming enthusiasts like ourselves or those that are more of the casual, you know, they buy the call of duty and they buy Madden or they buy, you know, FIFA or something along those lines. It's, it's so that there's a lot of tidbits that they can take away from this, that Microsoft is more focused on, you know, having this playable for everyone and, and to stay competitive with these other bodies that are doing exactly what one of them is crying that, Microsoft might do to them. Um, you you have to 
shed some light on Tencent. If you if you're in Phil's position, it it uh, it it does you a huge disservice if you you know just don't mention their names as far as Tencent or or Sony as far as what they've been doing over these past few years or decades even uh, when it comes to Sony. But um, it, it it's to at least prepare anyone that's going to be across the table from the Microsoft legal team like hey we're we're doing what we're doing to kind of compete against what has been kind of the industry norm or standard and and we're kind of going against that grain we're not necessarily looking to pull this from this other you know ecosystem we just want to you know have it in our own service which that's kind of the model that we're going with and in in all honesty that's kind of the future of gaming and i know a lot of us are kicking and screaming against the the subscription service me not being one of them i'm i'm fine with the subscription stuff cuz you could still own you know the 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 digital copies and such but um it it's to kind of you know usher in this message so that way they know what what Jim Ryan or Crying Lion Jim Tansrews Ryan has been saying is not the the accurate picture or accurate representation as far as what Microsoft is looking to do or what themselves are even doing as far as Sony when it comes to acquiring studios or paying for exclusive rights or or keeping uh, software from other platforms and such. So it, it's to at least let those bodies know the regulatory bodies know that you know we're we're not necessarily saying we're the you know the good guys but we're we're just trying to compete in this very competitive market and we're doing things a little less uh backhandedly or or less a lot less backstabbing it's it's more like hey you'll still have access to it we just want to have this type of access which you know helps our customer base but it doesn't take away from the other customer base on the other platform because they'll still be able to, you know, purchase like they always have been able to. So I, I think it's just more of like a pseudo education slash, you know, informative, uh, you know, uh, interview. So that way that, that there's no argument or, or no way to stand behind Jim Ryan's argument. That's all. Yeah, and you make a, you make a lot of good sense. Uh, I, I I think I think there's a lot to be said about that, uh, and I think that the educational aspect of what's going to happen once this gets to the second look is really going to determine how quickly this thing turns around. Because, like I said, the CMA themselves, at least uh, initially, have a lot to answer for. Uh, we saw again. I I, I keep bringing this up because I, I I'm very I'm very shocked that uh, a publication uh, as important to the business of of, of all of the business for that matter that goes on within the UK would use block emojis and, and gaming emojis in a statement, an official statement regarding what seemed to be the uh, protection of Sony proper, not gamers not consumers, because that's really what they're there for. They're there to make sure that the consumers aren't beaten over the head. They're there to make sure that competition is fair. What they're not there for is the protection and uh, of, of SIE, of course, which is Sony Interactive Entertainment, but also they're not there to protect their number one position in the market. And again, I think that once this gets to the secondary level, of the uh, of the UK, 
I think Microsoft is is going to is is going to eat this up for breakfast. Like honestly, I, I don't think Sony has a leg to stand on when it comes to competition, considering the fact that they have been number one in the marketplace for over a decade, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but listen, let's Dave. First of all, big shout out to Raiden Blade who dropped the 2814 for the timestamp. Thank you for the save, because for some reason I thought it was 38, which would have been a disaster. And if you ever do make content and you put the wrong timestamp in there, trust me, people will yell at you. And I don't like to get yelled at. So uh, thank you so much for that. But Dave, let's get your opinion on this. Obviously, Phil Spencer is a smart dude. Obviously, this is the biggest deal in gaming history. And he is saying all the right things. Uh, I think it's clear as day who is for the, their own customers and who's for the payers. The payers come the way of PlayStation uh, gamers who are constantly being raked over the coals by Sony's tactics. Whereas Microsoft is, in fact, making it easier and more and more importantly, more affordable for you to be a part of the gaming conversation through a multitude of ways to play but also ways to spend your dollar. If you want to buy the game outright, by all means, buy the game outright. Uh, their games are still 60 bucks. Uh, if you want to be a part of Xbox Game Pass, well, then you go ahead and you do that for $15 a month. And obviously, we learned earlier uh, last month that uh, the, the, the family plan is, is uh, already launched in two territories, and it is on its way to the U.S. probably right in the nick of time and again, that's strategic for the holiday season. But I want to reel this all the way back in and get mm-hmm. your opinion specifically on the framing of what Phil Spencer said when it comes to competition within the marketplace. Well, Phil clearly sat down to point out point by point, yeah, uh, the what well, we'll say you know, the hypocrisy, but the um, you know to defend each one of these points and also to, to make people aware, like you said, there are people out there that clearly don't think that Microsoft, you know, is in a, um, is in a bad position, which they're not technically in a bad position, but they are third. And, you know, these other entities, other companies are ahead of them. And you wouldn't know that from listening to what Sony has to say. You know, and and Phil had to do exactly what he needed to, which was to bring out these points step by step, clearly as to you know who the market leader is, what they want to do for their customers, what Sony has done uh, to the market as far as you know exclusives go. They he you know brought out all these different exclusives that Sony has uh, and the timed exclusives and things like that because you know there are people that want this on the Xbox. Well. If you listen to what Sony said, Sony doesn't do anything like that. That's, I mean, that's clearly the way they're they're trying to come across is the the oh, woe is me. The Microsoft is gonna you know it's gonna be bad for business in the long run, and 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 the, the gaming industry as a whole is gonna be gonna be hurt by this because of them taking away the Call of Duty. And 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 we've pointed out before. You've clearly pointed out before that. The, the Call of Duty franchise, which is an awesome gaming franchise, and if you look at the numbers, it was their number one and number three best-selling game 
last year on the Sony PlayStation. But the deal, the overall deal, the king part of it is huge for Microsoft. You know, that's that's something that that like obviously Sony, you know, they're just now trying to catch up on by trying to, you know, to get the uh, mobile gamers and, and trying to get those kind of things in place. You know, they're, they've got the PC uh, company that uh, that helps them convert their um, their games to PC. You're talking and, about Nexus. Yeah, that, exactly. that, that was a big, that was a huge get for Sony. Get and for Nexus them. is quite good at what Exa- they do. Exactly. And, and, and those are the things that are not getting really pointed out and brought up. But Phil was very precise, wasn't. He, he never, and the thing that I love best about it is he never really talked negative about Sony. He just pointed out, well, you know, you, you talk about this and this and this, the guy would bring it up in the, in the, in your, in the interview. And it's like, well, you know, n- this company is number one, Sony's number two, we're number three, and we want to stay competitive to them, which right. obviously that's part of being competitors and being, you know, that's not a monopoly. That's not a, you know, at some point, somebody's going to be number one and somebody's going to be number three, you know, or two, three, four, you know, it's just, you know, it's the, funny. The I, I want to add to that point because you're, yeah, you, 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 you're bringing some really finite details to this, folks. And, and, and I want to elaborate on it because for almost a decade, right, going back to the PlayStation 3 era, mm-hmm. Microsoft has been at number three. And they have still somehow at, at three, folks, still somehow remained relevant in the conversation where, of course, they haven't sold as many consoles. Uh, as uh, as the Switch. They haven't sold as many consoles as the PS4, PS5, but they're still relevant, right? And they have done some innovative things to change the way we think of gaming. And that starts off with, of course, Xbox Game Pass, right? It is changing the way we think about buying games versus in a service like a, like a Netflix or a, a Hulu or any of your favorite Paramounts or wherever Disney plus, you know, Amazon, whatever your flavor is, if not all of them. So there's nothing wrong, Dave, with Mm -hmm. being in third place. Mm -hmm. Third place should for Sony do something that it did for Microsoft. And that is motivate them to be better. Yep. To get them necessarily back on their heels, but to get them hungry again and actually do something besides just throw money at other people's properties and, 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 and block, you know, they, we've, we've found out clearly that there were several big games, uh, but I believe it was the, the latest resident evil that was like, here, we're giving you money so that you do not put this on game pass. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a smart move, but it's like, they can do that, but yet, you know, Microsoft can't, by you know call of duty and you know right now call of duty if it say say the deal went through today the next two years at least or till 2024 call of duties those exclusive items rights starting points would all still be in place because microsoft said they were going to honor that contract and if that's the case then for till 2024 through then you know, there may not be Call of Duty Day One on Game Pass as far as the newest games for the simple fact that 
they have a contract that says that they can't do that if that's what the contract actually says. And Microsoft would honor that knowing that by 2025, they would be able to, all right, cool. We said for the next three years, 2025, 26, 27, we are going to put out the same content for all the platforms. In other words, if there's a new level or if there's a zombie level, everybody's going to get it same time, same price. Yes. And it's just, it's going to be available. Parity across all platforms. Exactly. For everything you want. Now, with that, the one advantage that Microsoft's going to have at that time most likely will be that, oh, well, that part of the contract before that had us not being able to do day and date and game pass, well, that's gone. So we're we're going to release our games day and date in Game Pass, but we're still going to it's going to be available on your system and people can spend the $70 or whatever you want to charge to be on your system and that's fine. But I mean, so so that's obviously that's the that's the main thing I think that scares Sony the most is they were not ready for the popularity of Game Pass and the focus that Microsoft put on it. They were literally caught with their pants down even though they've already been in the servicing field they just microsoft has got it right and sony you know is very weak in their in their service what was it you said the other day you know it was great i've i've gone up i've gone up this uh, extended service with sony and all i've got is cat game for it i mean really to be honest you know i mean, it's supposed I mean to be listen a great game, i i i for 33 dollars i extended i got up to the highest tier level it and for that email. you could have you could have stayed with the original one like it was and still got those games and you could have spent 33 dollars or 30 dollars on steam and been able to play it on your pc i'm just yeah. saying no, it, it's true. Which I, I don't do, but 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 no, that right. that's a that's a fantastic point, Dave. I, I please continue. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's so it's it's like the the whole thing about you know, I, I mean, and a lot of us you know were complain or 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 the the big thing about these you know articles and stuff coming up, um, and of course the salt videos that are out there from <laughs> wow that are that are from some of the fanboys are just absolutely ridiculously. I I watched a few of them over the weekend. I watched a, a little bit of uh, was it Ask Alex or or this is I can't think of his name, but he he dives into the and he really rips these these guys apart on uh, on you know, on their quote unquote salt videos and and he's fair across the board. He'll do it to to a Sony or or somebody else that you know that brings up their you know their clear hypocrisy. But but the point is that you know. They just seem to they wanna they wanna make it sound like Sony is absolutely over a barrel. They are absolutely, you know, this is going to destroy the industry as we know it today if Microsoft gets their hands on Call of Duty. And we all know that is not true. Yeah. I mean no. we if we we I want Final Fantasy on the Xbox. I just want it. Because they said it was yeah. coming a year after, and then they've thrown more money at it. It's still not here to this day. Who knows if it's ever going to come? But it's just, it's just right now. It's the point of it that they they clearly, um, you know, the the only thing that they seem to be able to instead of trying to focus, which I mean, obviously 
you know, buying up some of these other studios and they're, you know, they're trying, but, but they're playing catch up. And the only thing they can do right now is to just throw everything, throw the kitchen sink at this problem and, and to come across as the, just the, you know, this is horrible. This is terrible. And how could you, you know, Microsoft. And, and, and that's one of the things too, that they're pointing out, you know, it's as far as gaming goes, Microsoft is like number three, as far as corporations go, Microsoft is eating Sony's lunch because Microsoft corporation has the billions and billions of dollars as a corporation. And they're willing. Satya Dalla is willing to spend the money that he has, not just in, you know, that the Microsoft has made that not just the gaming division has made to strengthen, to support and to grow their gaming division. And, you know, that's like, you know, Phil's mandate to try and get to, was it 30 million customers at some point? Oh, three, yeah, they want to get to the 3 billion. 3 billion, gamers. sorry, yeah. 3, 3 mm-hmm. billion gamers, you know, and they have a plan in place. And that is, that is, I mean, it may be a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, but at some point I am really thinking that Microsoft is going to get close, if not closer to that. Once they get to their first 1 billion, we're all going to be like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah no absolutely yeah. you know what listen folks uh we are at the 120 mark uh i do want to bring up one other small topic all right one, one. Uh, and uh, of course i want to get everyone out of here uh but you know uh, dave you specifically mentioned hypocrisy um and folks uh i i have to bring up and again this this is this isn't going to be you know a, a 30 minute uh topic because you do we do we got to get everyone out of here but i had to bring it up because specifically it is the boy that cried wolf and Jimmy boy. Uh, and it was <laughs> announced uh, on Friday folks that uh, the very expensive, which I'm getting depending on how much it is. If it's anything more than $500, I'm going to take the knee on it. And of course I'm talking about uh, the PlayStation VR 2.0. Now it is going to be a very, very nice piece of tech. It is going to launch with some pretty impressive games. Uh, the one that was available only on PC and some of the other VR units. Something was something Alex Half Life Alex. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And that I mean I've heard people yep. rave about that game. The fact that's a launch title that's exciting. That's super exciting. But this is where the hypocrisy comes in, folks. And I'll go right back to Dave on this. It was announced, ladies and gentlemen. By Sony, the the boys who have been crying wolf about Call of Duty and being for the payers, <laughs> it has officially been confirmed that someone like me, who has PlayStation VR, the second edition sitting right there, who loved it, who ha- who has owned not only the uh, uh, original rendition but upgraded to the better hardware, who has thirty games both physical and digital cannot use any of my games on PlayStation VR two. That's right, folks. You've heard it here. If you didn't know again, Sony being for the payer, right? (laughs) Not the player. They have confirmed that PlayStation VR 2.0 is only compatible with VR 2.0 games because of the tech that's in it. And I saw a lot of people wondering whether or not you were going to see $70 upgrades 
to games that I currently own right in this shelf right here, and I have a ton of them. Are we going to see, uh, uh, you know, the Tetris game, the VR Tetris game released at 70 bucks? Because I have that right here. I played mm-hmm. it. It's fantastic. Are we going to see Beat Saber, which I own, not only for the PlayStation VR 1, but I own it for the Facebook one as well. I have the, I have the second iteration of that. I own Beat Saber twice. Am I going to be required to spend 70 bucks on Beat Saber for the PlayStation VR 2? If that in fact is the case, folks, you heard it here. I will not be buying that. I will not. I will not be giving Sony my money. Let's 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 cover this real quick. What are your thoughts on this announcement? Is this more evidence that Sony is again hypocrisy of the ages when you start talking about what they're doing to fans like me who supported PlayStation VR and I bought not one but two units, have thirty games, and I'm pretty much stuck unless I buy a PlayStation VR 2.0 and games of that ilk. So you want to come to me on this one? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Dave. Go ahead. Well, um, hmm. on this particular subject, I would say that I actually saw another interview where someone called out a very good point. So hypocrisy is definitely a plus that it definitely could be that they are trying to milk the market what they're going on there is some people that believe that with the upgraded um i guess uh vr2 that the under i guess because sony hasn't said anything about it for for sure but that uh some of the first units that came out they made people nauseous like people got sick because some of the vr and and some of the the modes in the level of of the uh i guess of the of the the graphics but of the uh, frame rate um, was inducive to making people uh, nauseous, and 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 that was that happened in probably like twenty five percent of the people that that played the game that that could happen to uh, on that on a particular headset. That the new system, now like I said, I'm not I'm not trying to defend Sony, and but I want to make sure that you know that everything is out there that I'm it could possibly be is out there is that the new system, um, if they if they were do the backwards compatibility. They would have those same problems with the older content as far as backwards compatibility goes, that it would make them sick and nauseous. And there's the feeling from Sony that if they did that, then that would hurt the reputation of this new VR VR2 because it can't, the old software can't keep up with the new hardware as far as what their expectations are for it. Now, if they if they did do a, a remake or, or revision of one of their older games and it was like for free, like Microsoft would do, an update to it, and it became available in their library, that would be awesome. Or if it was a very small fee, then I would say, cool, that's fair. If, you know, for whatever, having to go back in, make the tweaks, upgrade the software to be playable on the new stuff. But to like you said too if, if they if they came out and said oh well it's gonna be 70 dollars for all these these older games to play on it then that would that would, to me that that's no more of their shenanigans type mm-hmm. thing um but as but as far as the, the hypocrisy goes yes if it being not backwards compatible out of the gate 
I, I do think that is, uh, it, you know, it sucks because backwards compatibility, as we know, which Microsoft really perfected, let's, let's face it, um, that being able to, to do the backwards compatibility has, you know, has enabled such a big, deeper library and makes it more enjoyable to get in if you have more choices than, than to be limited to the newest, greatest, latest thing if it's out of your price range or limited. In other words, if there's only like two or three games that come out when the headset comes out and then like, okay, this is it. But yet there's only like maybe six games available when people want choice. So I don't know if I'm, I'm stepping on myself by, by doing this, but I mean, but I don't know if that's the case. That's the thing too. But I, I've heard some people that have kind of dove into some of the, uh, and I don't have a source to give you, or I would. I apologize for that. But um, but I've heard it on other podcasts where they've they've said that. I think it may may have even been Rand that was talking about it. Uh, that maybe that 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 this was um, you know this was suspected as to why it's not backwards compatible. But but Sony hasn't come out and said that. So I would think that it would be nice to get some answers from them as to why it's not going to be backwards compatible they're just basically blanket statement that not backwards compatible we got about new stuff and and they may not want to spend the money that it would take to upgrade or update at this time their older software which from like in my standpoint and your standpoint if you're spending the money and you already have a lot of vr games you know then then you want it to be able to play on the newest hardware i get that and i think you're in within your right to demand it from sony and i think sony should do whatever they can to make those things compatible. That's what I got to say. No, I mean, listen, you make a lot of sense, but here's the thing. If yep. it was anyone else, I would I would give them the nod, but it's Sony. Right. And that's give them the benefit of the they, doubt. That's why right. they don't get the nod from me personally. I'm with you. I, I think it's utter rubbish, yep. uh, to, to be honest with you. I I, I, I get it. If, if you're trying to say that there was a motion sickness aspect to it, I you know, I mean, I, I might be inclined to believe it, anyone but Sony. I, I think there's a lot to be said about listening to anything Sony has to say where uh, we have just seen that uh, upgrades to older games cost $10, right? <laughs> We've seen every yep. game that you're going to play on your PlayStation 5 that should be upgraded for free, like you do with smart delivery on the play on, on, on an Xbox, you have to pay 10 bucks. So the fact that uh, they're saying that... I, Again, I, I hear what you're saying, and you do make a lot of great sense, but I would believe everyone but SIE. Uh, real quick, Fuzzy, close yep. us out, brother, and we'll get <laughs> to outros. What are your thoughts on PlayStation VR not, <laughs> not being backwards compatible in any way, shape, or form? It's Sony being Sony. And and I've, I've also heard some, some other things as far as the reason why it's not backwards compatible, some of it being the head tracking aspect where the previous was external and this being internal. And that's great. Now, the the the, the drawback I have with that, there's, there's kind of like a twofold thing, and I'll try to keep this quick. When it comes to the PC versions of some of these games where they went with the, from the old tech to the new tech, there has been dev time put into making those compatible with the new internal tracking. Yes, that takes time. Yes, that takes money. 
But when it's your own in-house stuff in some cases, or or maybe it's a dev studio that would like to sell additional copies of, of their VR title to the new generation of VR customers, you would probably want to invest some of that time if, if your game already was selling well. So I could understand some games not carrying over because, you know, the dev doesn't see it being worth their while uh, in comparison to some of the bigger titles for VR. But that that's one of those things where I, I would think there should be certain exceptions, but the exceptions that we'll see are probably going to be uh, you, you'll be charged the $70 to rebuy it because that's already within the MO and people have already championed spending 70 for games or rebuying games and so forth. So they're not going to deviate from that. And also on the flip side of things from a development standpoint, Keep in mind, Sony has some of the best engineers when it comes to designing hardware. Now, I yes. give a nod to Microsoft as well. They they've really put they've really put a lot of effort into their Surface series as well as the Xbox One X as well as the series uh, consoles, and they've really stepped up their their engineering prowess as far as design and 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 whatnot. But overall, Sony's always been known for their technical prowess as far as making good hardware. Um, on occasion, it may have you know some cheaper components, but it, it meshes well and it always functions in a manner that you would expect to be within in you know a quality a good quality range. So at the earliest stages of development, it sounds like if worst case scenario, if it was due to not wanting to be held back based on the older uh, software, you would implement some sort of um, you know measure in the design so that way things like if you have to convert it for streaming at least for your first party stuff because they mm -hmm. only did a limited number of first party vr games that you would make at least the priority that those would be compatible with the new hardware and have some I of mean, those things it is first party there i mean it, yeah it's a bit of head scratcher i gotta be honest yeah so i i it like like boom was saying if it was anybody other than sony you would probably give them the benefit of the doubt, but <laughs> it just seems that they've followed this tradition of $10 for upgrades, $10 for controller access. When you bought the console that came with that controller. Um, yes. Dev time costs money, but it's, it's something that you you're internalizing because it is your, your own own studio. You're already paying those salaries. Yes. They are working on other new games, but you have, multiple teams that are still supporting and patching older software. So those same ones should be able to work towards any co uh, conversion or updates or upgrades to work with the new hardware because they're going to have access to that hardware before a lot of the third parties out there. But it, it, it does come across disingenuous as far as from Sony's standpoint that the backwards compatibility aspect was like something that they just could not, it, it's beyond fathomable for their engineers to figure out a way or their dev teams to figure out how to make some of their games, you know, backwards compatible. It, it goes in tune with, yeah, you know, I mean, I understand the PS3 with the whole, you know, cell processor and whatnot, but it, it, if, if you haven't seen what they've been doing the past few years and you're blind to it as far as still paying for these upgrades and, and whatnot, then you're going to continue to do so. And, and, and this is just another uh, fat or, or uh, matter of it where now if you bought those VR games, be ready to buy them again or pay some sort of upgrade thing. I mean, if you're making noise about it now, maybe, maybe they'll do the free upgrades, at least for the first party stuff. And, but 
it doesn't seem like that's the case. If people are already saying, oh, well, if you're in economic binds, you shouldn't be buying video games. And, you know, I'm happy to pay 70 or 80 or $100 for a game. This is what you get. I, I, I hate using the old term of play stupid game, win stupid prizes. This is one of those stupid prizes. <laughs> I love in, it. In the, the I love it. Sense, That's good but. stuff. Well, listen, good, good, good stuff all around. We got the four topics. And, and and what's you know that's that's pretty good considering this is supposed to be a bite charge so show mm-hmm. ninety minutes in and out we're a few minutes past I want to thank Sir X Men uh, uh, for an additional two dollars with chat and says I love playing Xbox games on PC thanks Xbox Game Pass indeed mm-hmm. uh, we crossed five hundred people here folks which is great because this is a relatively new program right we've only been doing it for a couple of weeks and again we will be launching the official new show on Mondays, which will be here 12 p.m. It's going to run anywhere between 70 to 90 minutes, depending on what's, you know, what's what topics of the day. Of course, I saw a lot of new names I haven't seen before. If you are new to the channel, please consider subscribing. We are on the March to 12K. We hit 10K in January. We hit 11K a couple of weeks ago. And now we are now marching to 12K. That is the goal for the remainder of this year. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the footage of Wulong, I showed you some of the beginning and some towards the back end. Uh, I got up to level 20 before I stopped. I'm quite enjoying it. Um, but uh, let's get to the outros and uh, start first with Web Dave. Dave, let's get you on out of here. Sell your brand, brother. Talk about your interview, uh, you know, your 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 interview uh, service that you do uh, or segments, I should say, that you do on a weekly basis. You have one that you just posted today yep. with none other then Gaz from Game On Daily, who was going to be a guest on this program this week on Thursday's Xvlog Live. Sell your brand, brother. Tell where they can check that out. And more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel. Well, thank you, Boom. Um, uh, loved being on here today. Um, and uh, you are going to have so much sauce on Thursday. <laughs> you are going <laughs> to love it. It's going to be great. Um, I tell you, it was, uh, it's outbreakpodcast.com uh, is our website, or you can... Just do a search for Outbreak Podcast and YouTube and do try and do a weekly uh, interview. Right now, I've got a couple pending. We'll see if I'm able to get one for next week, but uh, used to people when people are available. But yes. uh, but the new interview came up uh, today, uh, the drop today, which is uh, Gas from Game On Daily. Very, very lively interview. It uh, we're trying to keep them around an hour and I'm going for like an hour and 40 minutes, but it's worth every bit, every minute of it. Is worth it. He is. Uh, he's a very smart lawyer. That's so. That's what I'll say. So there you go. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you, brother. And real quick, uh, J Mo Money drops a two dollars super chat and says, "Cream cheese is the price of the game of cream." <laughs> yeah, indeed, it is, brother. Good stuff as always, J uh, Mo Money. Thank you for the generosity, but thanks so much for being here, uh, Fuzzy. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where not only can they sub- they can subscribe to your YouTube channel, reach out to you on social media, but what other shows can they find your incredible opinions on? Oh, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. It was awesome being on here with you and Web Dave. Always look forward to uh, these early Monday morning, you know, dives into breaking news and stuff like that. Um, and shout out to the chat. Thank you guys for showing up and showing out and, and always look forward to you guys interacting with us in the chat as well. Thank you so much. Um, for those that just want to hear my rambling on gaming or check out any of my uh, racing reviews or replays or, or just insight videos on YouTube, just follow me, fuzzy underscore Belvedere, both on Twitter as well as on uh, YouTube. 
And for any of the other shows that I'm on later this night, I'll be on FSP on Fun Speculations channel at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, basically going over the three major console brands as well as even some PC games and, you know, the weekend review as far as upcoming games. Uh, you can also find me on Breakfast with Boom with Web Dave and uh, Mr. Boomstick, as well as uh, on occasion we'll have... Uh, uh, Dreadpool, as well as uh, BitCloud and a few others come in every so often. Uh, that's on 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right on Double, Gar uh, Double Barrel Gaming, this channel right here. So stay tuned come uh, Friday morning. Friday night, Xbox Ultimate at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Fun Speculations channel with a, a whole group. Uh, basically, it's my extended family. Uh, we go over, you know, a lot of the stuff that's Xbox-related stuff, anything we can review and news and th things like that. And then the Shop Podcast, me, PTK Blam, and Pong Soul on PTK Blam's channel at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just kind of giving the, the weekend review and what we've been playing lately and things along those lines. So, yeah, if if you can, check those out. But don't forget to hit the like button on your way out tonight <laughs> and uh, definitely subscribe to Double Barrel Gaming. There's so much great content on this channel. I appreciate that very much. And again, folks, thank you so much for the Super Chats that come in. Those are used for the big giveaways and we got one coming up this friday morning on breakfast at boom five hundred dollars worth of gift cards that are going to be doled out eight fifty dollar gift cards and all you gotta do is be in the chat to win it's one of three of the big ones that we have coming for the remainder of the year and of course big shout out to 500 people that came out to support uh this new program on monday and again, uh, if you didn't hear, I'm I'm streaming officially five days a week, Monday through Friday, uh, and each show is going to be its own thing. It's going to have its own panel. It's going to have its own uh, opening, outros, intros, and obviously thumbnails, which, uh, again, I I'm very blessed to have an audience that continues to not only tune in, but appreciate the work that goes into putting this channel together. Of course, I'm going to close out today's show, folks, with every with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you, and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, "Craig, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast Special Edition. <laughs>